Hello, and welcome to the CircuitPython Weekly for January 21st, 2020. Uh, today's a diff- bit different. It's a Tuesday uh, because yesterday was a U.S. holiday, uh, so we've shifted a little bit. Um, this is our uh, weekly community meeting where we let folks know or folks get together to talk all things CircuitPython. Uh, everybody's welcome to join. It happens usually on Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, on the Adafruit Discord server, which you can join at adafru.it slash discord. Um, the cat is about to tip over the garbage can because I've started talking. Um, but yeah, join their Discord. We'd love to chat with you. Um, and uh, yeah, so this meeting, uh, for those of you in the voice channel, just a heads up, it is recorded. Uh, so I'm recording the audio and the video from the CircuitPython text channel. Uh, that gets posted to the Adafruit YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Adafruit. Uh, we also take notes. So if you don't want to listen to the whole thing, it tends to be at least an hour. Um, so <laughs> exactly. Look, I'm on TV. Uh, yeah, very famous TV too. Uh, yeah, so if you don't want to listen to the whole thing, we have notes and we put time codes in there so you can skip around for what you're looking for. Um, this meeting is uh, kind of split up into five parts. Uh, the first part is community news where we go over all the things that are fit to print that have or all the things that have printed stuff about CircuitPython. Uh, lots of really neat things. Uh, Phil usually does that, but because it's Tuesday, uh, I will read it off for him instead. Uh, the second thing we do is the state of CircuitPython, the libraries, and Blinka, which is kind of a statistics uh, objective overview of the health of the project, which just remembered I have not snagged. So if somebody could snag this for me. That would be awesome. Um, those are, uh, those statistics are automatically pulled every night. So, uh, we can check those out. Um, next up after state of CircuitPython libraries and Blinka, we have hug reports, which is a chance for us to all just say thank you to folks for the work that, that, uh, others have been doing within the sphere of CircuitPython. Um, it's very, very loose sphere. So if you have any, um, just general thank yous, we're, we're happy to entertain those and, and hear about them. So, uh, it's a chance for us to just step back and we we spend all week filing issues about things that are wrong and this is our, our time of the week or at least a set aside time of the week to thank folks for the good things that are going on. So um, thank you to whomever dropped the state of CircuitPython in the libraries in there. Um, hug reports and the next section after that uh, state uh, or status updates. They're both done as a round robin. So I will start and then we'll go through the list of the folks in the voice channel uh, and we're also, we'll also intermix any notes from folks who weren't able to make the meeting. Um, so we're basically alphabetical order. We start with me just because, or th- we start with the host because then they are able to be an example for folks. So um, if you're looking, uh, if you're listening in, but do not want to speak up, uh, feel free to just let us know you're lurking and we'll skip right over you. No problem with that. Uh, if you don't want to speak uh, or don't have a microphone, let us know your text only and uh, drop drop the notes in the notes doc and I'll read those off for you as well. Um, status updates. The second section that is uh, round robin <laughs> is uh, a chance for you to spend a couple minutes talking about what you've been working on in the past week and a couple minutes about what you plan on working in the coming week. It's a great way to uh, for other folks to be aware of what's going on, share tips and tricks. And uh, Charles, can you mute, please? Um, thank you. And uh, yeah, so status updates, just a quick uh, what's going on. Um, 
Lastly, we have our in the weeds section, which is a chance for folks to bring up issues and topics that, that may take uh, longer to discuss. So uh, <laughs> um, uh, we'll do that at the end. And, and like I said before, the meeting does tend to run about an hour. Uh, we've been having a lot of attendance, so it's actually been more like an hour, an hour to an hour and a half. Uh, if you have stuff to uh, do, um, if you can't make the whole meeting, uh, we'll be happy to skip to you uh, and do both your status updates and hug reports at the same time, if that works better for you as well. Um, I think I covered everything, so I'll take a time code and we'll get going. Let's see, let me sort out the doc. So the first section here is uh, community news. This is uh, kind of just highlights of what uh, typically Phil's been seeing through uh, the interwebs regarding CircuitPython. So um, the first thing he has here is the Open Hardware Summit 2020 badge is CircuitPython powered. Um, Michael committed the uh, PR to add support for it. It looks really cool. It's a watch. Um, so the folks that are at the Open Hardware Summit um, will be doing, will be getting that, which will be really cool. Um, and that's our 100 boards. So uh, we now have uh, officially kind of 100 boards supported in the core. We have more, obviously, supported with Blink as well. Uh, but that's a big milestone for us. So um, thanks to the Open Hardware Summit folks for being number 100. And uh, 99 was the open book from, uh, from Joey Castillo as well, which is super cool too. Um, there's now a crowd supply for the Snack board, which is a LEGO-compatible uh, open hardware uh, Python microcontroller board from Keith Packard. Um, so check that out. Um, if you haven't looked at circuitpython.org recently, uh, please do. Uh, Justin and Tyler just pushed a new uh, revision to the front page that just looks awesome. So uh, check out circuitpython.org and, uh, and take a look at that awesomeness. Um, I'll take a time. So uh, more news on the on the spacecraft front. <laughs> um, software so space. Uh, there's an event uh, down in the Bay Area, I believe it's in San Francisco, about uh, meeting up with uh, folks who are interested in open source spaceflight. Uh, check that out there. And they uh, Max Holiday in particular has been doing a lot with CircuitPython in space. So. Uh, if that's interesting to you and you're in the Bay, uh, go check that out. That'd be super, super neat. Uh, uh, CircuitPython powered Laura watch. Saw this on the Twitter sphere as well. Um, I think 2020 is going to be the year of watches. Uh, this is a separate one from the Open Hardware Summit one. Um, and it includes a Laura capability, which is really neat. So... Uh, just posted a link there with a cool animated GIF and check that out if you're a Laura and CircuitPython. And of course, uh, Mr. Certainly's got the uh, insight here that uh, 2020 is the year of watch it, watches. It's about time. Um, next up, we had another clue of the, another clue, another preview of the clue board uh, on the uh, Adafruit blog. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a microbit compatible uh, CircuitPython powered NRF52840 board, uh, which will have lots and lots of sensors on it, which will be uh, very cool. And it's got a great, uh, great silk screen there as well from Phil B. So kudos to those folks. 
And lastly, uh, today is Tuesday, which means the uh, <laughs> clue is not a watch, although I'm sure you could 3D print a watch band for it. We could make it a watch. Um, lastly, uh, the newsletter went out this morning. Uh, usually there is a call in this uh, meeting for articles for the newsletter, but since we're a day late, uh, we're behind the times. Uh, if you missed it, if you're not subscribed to Adafruit uh, to the Python for Microcontrollers newsletter from AdafruitDaily.com, um, the, there's a link to the uh, to the issue that went out this morning. Lots and lots of cool stuff. Uh, this section is kind of just a preview of that. So uh, check that out. And uh, if you have articles about anything Python related that you'd like to get out to the world, uh, this newsletter is kind of the place to put it. It's uh, uh, drafted on GitHub, so check that out and uh, help us out and add some stuff there. So that is community news. Let's go to the state of CircuitPython and the libraries. Um, this is a kind of objective statistics view of, um, of the health of the CircuitPython ecosystem um, more broadly. Um, so overall, uh, we had 29 pull requests merged from... I'm trying to take a time code and talk at the same time, which I can't do. Uh, we had 29 pull requests merged from 11 different authors. Uh, some new folks I see here are Tiny Circuits, uh, Linus G, uh, DGloud, B Meisels, uh, v, v De Hors, uh are all new folks. And thank you to the folks that I skipped over as well who are regulars. We really appreciate it. Uh, we had eight reviewers, which is kind of becoming the norm, which is really, really cool. Um, reviewers are actually scarcer than authors. So thank you to all of our reviewers for helping get those 29 pull requests merged. Uh, Issue-wise, we had 20 closed issues by eight people and 13 opened by 11 people. So we're net down, uh, which is great. And uh, yeah, keep on plugging away on those issues. Uh, we were gathering more, but uh, that's because we just have so many things we're doing. <laughs> we want to do. Uh, overall, I expect to see maybe the final beta this week. Um, we're going to hammer on some of the final BLE bugs and then uh, should be in a release candidate state for 5.0 shortly. So um, if you're in this meeting, I'd hope you were trying to f uh, out 5.0. There's a lot of really good stuff in there and we want to get it out to the world. So um, please uh, find some bugs in there and, and help us fix those. We'd really appreciate it. Next up, we have the core. Uh, on the core side, we had uh, one pull request merged from Arturo182, so thank you to Arturo, and one reviewer from Lady Ada. Uh, we had nine open pull requests, uh, a couple that are zero days old, and a few that are 160 or so days old, so I uh, need to take a look at those. Um, two uh, issues-wise, we had two closed issues by two people and three open by three people, so we're right hovering around that um, that plus, plus or minus one or two, which is not too bad. Um, we have a total of 253 open issues. And if you want to take a look at those, you can go to github.com slash Adafruit slash CircuitPython slash issues. Uh, we have seven active milestones. Um, and we have zero issues not assigned a milestone, which is awesome. So thank you to whomever was going through there. I think it might have been Dan. Um, but yeah, uh, that's always good. And uh if you want to see kind of on a per milestone basis what we've got, um, check it out in the notes as well. Uh, the number of supported boards, uh, according to this script, is 101. So congrats again for us reaching three digits. 
Uh, in the notes doc, we also have a detailed breakout breakdown of download stats. I won't go all over all of those, but we have it download stats both by board and by language. And the thing I'll comment on is that uh, for those of you looking at the circuitpython.org website, um, the downloads page is actually sorted by um, the number of downloads per board. So as boards become more popular with CircuitPython on them, uh, they'll get sorted kind of in that page whenever we do a new release. So if we release beta 3, like it sorts by all of the downloads for beta 2 and whatever the stable is as well. Um, so these stats can be kind of insight into, into that sorting. Uh, so here we have it broken down by language and by board. Um, just a quick uh, comment uh, for the stable release, which is 412, we've had 6,754 downloads. And the latest uh, unstable release, uh, 50 beta 3, has had 875 downloads. So um, as to be expected, we get a, a lot more downloads on the stable release. But the stable release has also been out for a while longer, too. And with that, uh, let's kick it over to Katni for libraries. Thanks, Scott. Mm -hmm. All right. So on the libraries, we have had 28 pull requests merged in the last week by 10 authors. Um, most of the new people uh, that Scott already highlighted are in my uh, 10 author list here. So that's excellent. And we also had eight reviewers, which is amazing. Uh, thank you to everybody who contributed both two PRs and um, and to reviewing. Uh, we currently have 24 open pull requests. Our oldest one is 353 days. Uh, we are working on going through them. Um, I know that uh, some of the oldest ones were taken care of, um, merged, fixed, or closed. If you are uh, one of the people that submitted a PR that's been around for a long time, please expect to see some activity on that. And if you can, please respond. Um, if not, we're doing our best to kind of uh, put together um, whatever needs to be done to finish them uh, or closing them uh, in the event that it's um, not applicable. So uh, that's where we're at with PRs. We had 18 issues closed by seven people and 10 opened by nine people. So we are net down. Uh, which is also excellent and uh, that leaves us 139 open issues and if you want to see a list of the pull requests and open issues and uh, library infrastructure issues as we call it um, please go to circuitpython.org contributing um, it is called that because it is an excellent place to get started contributing to CircuitPython. Uh, it gives an overview of all the libraries um, if you are looking to contribute to the Python side of CircuitPython, um, that is where you want to head to take a look and see what uh, needs to be done um, and possibly pick up uh, something there. So I have a list of uh, new libraries and updated libraries. Um, we have one new library, uh, which is the LAS3MDL, and the updated libraries list is astronomically long because we are. it is based on new releases. And we are currently releasing every library um, because we had uh, moved our continuous integration from Travis to GitHub Actions. So I am not going to read off the list of updated libraries. It will continue to be this long for uh, the next week or so, I think. Um, and then we will be done with this massive push and it should go back to looking a little more normal. Um, and that is what's going on with the libraries. 
Awesome. Thank you, Katni. All right, let's kick it over to, over to Melissa for Blinka. Hi. Uh, so I'm going to read about uh, Blink, which is our Circuit Python uh, compatibility layer for Raspberry Pi and other single board computers. We had two pull requests merged uh, by one author and one reviewer. Uh, that was by Yedo2788 is the author, and then I was the reviewer. Uh, there's two open pull requests currently, and um, there, so there's one closed issue by one person and two open by two people. Uh, there are, um, so that makes us uh, up by one issue. Uh, there's 29 open issues at this point, and there have been uh, 5,343 PyPI downloads in the last week, and says the number of supported boards is 62, but I think that's a little high. Mm -hmm. That's <laughs> it's okay. like in the upper 30s or something, but um, we can, we can we're, adding, we're on adding more boards. Huh? We can have it a little high. It's fine. Okay. I'll say 62 <laughs> then. <laughs> and that's it for Blinka. Awesome. Thank you, Melissa. Okay. Thanks. Let's go down the Hug Reports. Hug Reports is a chance for us to say thank you to folks for the work that they've been doing in the community. Um, more generally, so uh, be prepared. Uh, be prepared. The way that it works is we do it as a round robin. So I will start and we'll go down the list in alphabetical order in the voice chat. Um, if you uh, want to double check, if you said you're lurking, we should have it noted in the docs, but please just let us know. Um, lurking means you, you were just listening in. Uh, you don't have anything to say. Um, if you don't want to use a microphone or uh, don't have a microphone, you can let us know your text only, and I'll read those off. Uh, we do like to also mark those in the doc, uh, in the notes doc as well. So um, that is helpful. Uh, otherwise, I'll just call on you and uh, feel free to unmute your mic and let us know what's going on. So first and foremost, um, I wanted to. I will start. Uh, first, uh, thank you to Joey Castillo for the open book support. Uh, it was really exciting uh, to see CircuitPython come to the open book. If you haven't seen it, it's an open source hardware um, e-ink ebook reader, which is really neat. Um, and Joey's done a lot of interesting stuff with uh, font rendering uh, for other languages, including like Arabic, which is just mind blowing and uh, would love to see that in CircuitPython as well. So thanks to Joey for that. Um, thanks to Sedacious for dropping in on one of the issues uh, where there was a lot of back and forth and uh, just giving everybody a friendly reminder to keep it friendly and that we did have a code of conduct uh, to govern conversations on on GitHub. I thought that was really well done and it was de it was definitely needed. So um, thanks to Sedacious for doing that. Um, really well done. Thank you to Dihirata and Sedacious for jumping in and helping with the BLL, BLE library. Uh, stuff I asked for help with last week. I really appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to getting that wrapped up. Uh, and lastly, uh, thank you to Thea for reviewing PRs. I uh, really appreciated it. It was great. I was talking uh, with Michael, who did the Open Hardware Summit badge. Uh, he had pinged me about it on Discord privately, and I was like, you know, heads down last week, and it all got taken care of while I was definitely not not helping him out. So it's awesome to see other folks uh, doing the reviews and merging stuff. So uh, thank you to Thea for that. Okay, and let's circle around and go to Arturo. Oh, he's not in here. Uh, Carter? 
Sure, just a uh, group hub this this week. Awesome, thanks, Carter. And Charles is lurking, but uh, Seagrover has a text-only uh, group hug. Um, group hug to the team in the community. Charles is lurking as well. And let's go to Dan. Okay, uh, thanks to MS Costi um, in GitHub, who found an obscure problem which seemed to be related to Windows hardware. It was partly related to that, but there were also some bugs in the BLE library, one of which canceled the other out. <laughs> and uh, a very strange problem, but uh, he gave me a lot of, of uh, data for debugging it, and it really speeded up my debugging it. And thanks all to Urish. Thanks also to Urish in the same issue, who also reported the initial bug, confirming that just wasn't a singular kind of thing. Um, thanks to a bunch of people in issue 1380, Warrior of Wire, Smurfix, Dar Scott, Lady Ada, RD Laner, TGS, and NJ Smith, who are talking back and forth about async programming and concurrent programming. Uh, somehow that issue picked up again, and there's been, as, as Scott mentioned, um, Brian, um, that is sedacious, just said, hey, let's keep it nice, guys. <laughs> so that was good. Um, thanks to uh, Scott and Arturo for continuing to work on the i.mx stuff, which is really progressing at a furious pace. Um, and then thanks to Scott for uh, a quick review of the bonding code that I finished last week. So now we have bonding in CertifiedBond. Okay. Yay. All right. Next up is David, who's lurking in text only, so I'll read that off. Uh, David says, general hugs for all those writing stuff in learn.adafruit.com. I've been reading a lot of guides, especially about PyPortal. All right, let's go to Drew. Uh, yeah, I uh, wanted to hug, uh, thank uh, Lady Ada uh, for uh recommending that we add uh, CircuitPython support to the Open Harbor Summit badge when I showed off a render on Show and Tell. And then also we got a reminder um, from Stargirl. Uh, so Mike, and thanks to Michael Welling for uh, adding the pull request to get that added in. So excited to have uh, CircuitPython on the badge. Awesome. Thank you, Drew. OK, next up is Foamy Guy. Who I thought. Oh, is the mic not working? You look unmuted, but I do not hear you. They are typing. I'm happy to read it off. Okay, I'll read it off. Uh, Foamy Guy says, uh, hug report to Jerry, Kitten Canaveral, and Doc Malo for helping testing the Android Blue Fruit Playground app, and a group hug for everyone that wrote a CircuitPython 2020 post. I was fascinated and inspired reading through them. Awesome. Okay, next up is Geek Guy, um, and I will read that off as well. Geek Guy says, uh, hug report to Tan Newt and Sedacious for being so helpful when I have an issue to solve. You're both awesome. And uh, hug report to the whole CircuitPython team for all of the hard work you do to make it easy for others to program micros. All right, thank you, Geek Guy. And let's go to Hire Effect. 
Okay, sorry. A little bit of new computer enable microphone. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, uh, this week, thanks, big thanks to Scott for uh, helping uh, work on the VTOR, uh, a complicated um, vector relocation bug on the STM32 last week. Uh, I learned a lot about debugging, so that was really helpful. Um, so I appreciate you t spending the time it took to uh, get through that and showing me your debugging setup on Mac, which is very useful to see just examples of other people's stuff uh, sometimes. Um, thanks to uh, Jeff and Deshipu for helping with some questions when I was upgrading my computer, which was kind of my big uh, task this last week, um, getting everything up and running again. And uh, thanks to Matt Bodger, Lady Ada, and Tim Victor for their help on a little side project that I did on Monday, uh, which was fun. So. Uh, yeah, and then group hug to everyone else. Thank you. Sweet. Thanks, Harifact. Okay, Jason's looking, so next up is Jeff. Hello, everybody. Uh, I wanted to thank Dar. Uh, he was really diving in on SD card stuff after I was uh, talking into the channel about it, and uh, his findings dovetail with mine, so it's great to just see that reinforced and know that I'm not going down a false path. And thanks to Summersoft for, and Dan for PR comments on uh, one of my PRs about the mixer. Uh, thanks to Carter for some uh, help in the CircuitPython help channel. I was having trouble with palette bitmaps, and he listened, and we both Googled and found an answer that worked for me and got me back on the road. Uh, thanks to Lady Ada for telling me to come back in from the wilderness of audio playback glitches. And thanks to... Pete and Lamore, uh, they are sending me to OHS 2020, and I'm really excited about that. And so thanks, Drew, for the badge. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing something timekeepy with it. And group hug, especially since I'm sure there's somebody else I'm forgetting today. So if it's you, I'm sorry. I've... Mm -hmm. <laughs> so many great people and, and so much help, and I, I know somebody's slipping through the cracks. Well, that's why we all do it. So that we all have a different perspective on how it goes, and we all have different people to thank so yeah that's that's what makes me not worry about it is that there's other people that can can uh thank people as well not just me okay next up is jerry hi uh good afternoon i think it is and uh yeah thanks to, to continue thanks to foamy guy for all the work on this new uh android app for the circuit playground blue fruit uh it's coming along really well and uh, thanks to Scott and, and everybody else who's been involved with the Teensy 4 support. Uh, nice to have a new toy. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Jerry. All right. Next up is Katni. All right. So I want to thank um, all the new names showing up in this meeting, as well as all the new people contributing to the CircuitPython libraries. I'm loving seeing all the new names uh, on the list of uh, contributors and in, uh, in this meeting. Um, so thank you to everybody who is new and joining us recently. Um, I wanna give a hug report to John Park and C. Grover for suggestions and advice on my new audio setup, to PT for helping out with my new audio setup, uh, to Scott for a great discussion last week, to Dan for stepping in on a forum post and ultimately resolving the person's issue. Um, it was a problem with um, their drive not showing up from their uh, Pi portal, I believe. Um, and uh, Dan always seems to find the weird wonky issues that are causing mm -hmm. that problem. Mm -hmm. So that was excellent to see that um, fixed. I saw their reply recently, and they uh, 
managed to get it sorted out. Um, to Summersoft for a discussion about adding more features to Adabot as it goes, um, continuing to do so. And then um, to Dylan for the release party happening on all the libraries. That is why that list was so long. And lastly, to Roy for a ton of Git help and for helping me streamline some code. Awesome. Thank you, Katni. Okay, King of North and KJW are lurking, so let's go to Maker Melissa. Hi, I just wanted to give a hug report to Yeato 2788 for continuing work on Blinka, such as refactoring, adding more orange pie boards, and working on the onion pie. Awesome. Okay, Mr. Certainly is lurking, and so we'll go to MS Costi, who is also text only. So I'll read it off after I take a time code. Ms. Kasi says, uh, hug report to Dan H. for all of the time spent helping debug a Windows 10 Beely HID related issue. He was really responsive, quickly found and fixed a related bug, and gave me a couple of custom builds of CircuitPython firmware for me to test, one of which fixed and unblocked my own project. Which is awesome. Glad to get those smoothed out. Uh, Ntoll is missing the meeting, but has a general group hug to everybody in the notes. And, whoa, I did not press shift at the right time. And lastly, we have Summersoft. Uh, Summersoft says, um, hug report to Jeff, Jeff Epler for the audio mixer improvements. Uh, hug report to Stargirl for sharing their note stock doc with thoughts on CircuitPython package management. And lastly, a group hug to everybody. And that's it for hug reports. Thank you everybody for participating in that. Uh, next up, we have status updates. Status updates is a chance for us to uh, talk a little bit about what we're working on. It could be anything, uh, anything really, um, but related to related to CircuitPython, ideally. Uh, and uh, we do it just the same way we did uh, that last section. So it is done as a round robin. I'll start and we'll skip over lurking people. Uh, I will read off text only stuff as well. So let's get going there scrolling 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 um first up uh i've got some stuff to wrap up this week uh i made a ton of progress on the imx rtpr there's been some instability with the usb that i just need to i think i can disable the decache for now and that that will get the stability back although it sounds like tack is looking that as at, at that as well so my hope is to uh, do the last few things I need to do before um, merging that in. And then I also have the Apple Media Center service that I did, or media service, uh, BLE P PR, that has been pending for a long time. Um, and that's actually my focus today so that we can get that out. Um, so wrapping those two things up, I went way too heads down on IMX last week. I was getting through email yesterday uh, trying to get caught up and I was just like six days behind and it was just overwhelming. So uh, I'm going to finish getting caught up on email and the forum and kind of recenter myself on what is important. Uh, especially, you know, we're so close to getting 5.0 out that I really need to need to help push that across the line. And then, then we'll have some breathing room to do some more IMX work and, and whatever comes uh, in the future releases after that. So, uh, I'll talk with Dan about doing the beta. Uh, I think we should do one today or, or tomorrow, probably today, uh, so that we can get more people testing bonding, which is awesome. Um, I uh, 
Lady Ada asked me to create kind of like some st standard sensor services, uh, basically to use with Clue and make it really easy to do sensor stuff. Um, so I think what we need for, for BLE is actually just a central place to document the BLE APIs that we've got going on. Um, so I plan on, on adding that and keeping track of like what UUIDs we're using for everything. Um, definitely under the hood, but uh, it'll be better for interoperability to have that. So I'm um, going to take a look at that this week. And then uh, if I get through the sensor stuff this week, I want to I do want to get back to BLE MIDI and any bugs that uh, find that as well. So, um, yeah. And then the last thing, uh, I, I saw that um, there was a lot of stuff with the NeoPixel library over the weekend. Um, there was an issue with uh, using the NeoPixel library on Blinka that we hadn't foreseen with Pixelbuff. Uh, and so I want to um, just pitch that we actually lock it down so that not everybody in CircuitPython librarians can release it. I think um, generally our libraries are used kind of few and far between, but for the core ones, we want to make sure that even if we, like for whenever we do a release that we kind of keep track that that happened and, and be kind of very aware and ready to respond to any issues that come from it. So um, I'd like to lock the CircuitPython librarians role from right to triage, which gives um, some like issue and stuff management to everybody in librarians, but um, prevents librarians from doing a release. I think we just should just do that for the the kind of the special repos that that really a lot of people use. Um, and that's an the other example is that uh, like the CircuitPython core is locked down that way as well. So um, that's my pitch. Uh, we can revisit this in the weeds if people have stuff, but I see. Summersoft already made a comment on there as well. So, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's my status update and what's on my brain. Um, I guess I didn't talk about last week, but I was heads down on IMXRT with Teensy4 IMX 1020 EVK support, which is their dev board, and the 1060 dev board as well. So it's, it's pretty neat. I think uh, the IMX series in general is going to be very fast for small bits of code, um, but if it's a large lot of code, then potentially it may not be as quick uh, because the place it stores code is kind of slow. The CPU is fast, but the place it stores co code is kind of slow. So it'll be an interesting, um, interesting complement to the existing boards that run CircuitPython. Okay, and with that, uh, let's circle back and go to Carter. Sure, a uh, few things. Uh, I did, let's see, looking at the list here, I added some joy, fake joystick buttons or fake buttons mm. to Pygamer based on the joystick. I came across that. looks like that was even a request you made, Scott. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was some low-hanging fruit. That was fun. Quickly threw that together, and that was done. Nice. And another simple request was to have settable I2C addresses for the character LCD. There's various backpacks and pie plates and shields. And so I added that to that repo. And oh, yeah, I changed the example and display button. The quote unquote simple test example that was there was pretty complex. It mm -hmm. did all ki kinds of things. So I moved that to a new name because it was a great example. It was just kind of a little too much going on. And then made a truly a simple one that was like a single button that just says hello world and uses a built in font. Mm -hmm. And made that simple. And then, and then also I was involved with various pixel buff stuff this weekend. 
and that's kind of ongoing. Mm. Um, and that's it. Awesome. Thank you, Carter. All right. Uh, C. Grover is, uh, has notes in the doc, so I'll read those off. Uh, C. Grover says, uh, last week I wrapped up the code review and started learning, started the learn guide for the thermal camera project. Hope to wrap it up in a couple of days. TFTs aren't very photogenic video wise, <laughs> turns out. Uh, tested three unit conversion modules, time, temperature, electronics with elements that support current Cedar Grove projects. And uh, the purple PCBs are gathering dust. They stop staring at me and are whispering among themselves. I think they're plotting an escape. Uh, next week, complete the thermal camera learning guide. Uh, create a project plan to extend and expand the unit converter library and eventually make it available for public consumption. And then complete the code for the secret heirloom project. Looking through the antique stores for a suitable project enclosure. May have to warm up the wood shop instead. All right. That's from C. Grover. Uh, Charles is lurking, so let's go to Dan. Okay, hold on. I scrolled to the wrong place. <laughs> I know. Uh, okay. So I guess, as, a, as we mentioned, I finished BLE bonding. It's working. Um, the library, there were some changes to the library to make it work um, a little bit better. That's all done. It's all in. Um, John Park is working on um, a couple of different projects uh, to do using BLE HID, which is much more convenient if you have bonding. So watch, keep an eye out for a couple of new guides about that, like a, a BLE volume control and a BLE um, typing kind of thing. And as Scott mentioned, we're trying to wrap up 5.0. So I, I did go through all the issues and labeled them all, gave them milestones, and it would be great to um, try to polish off as many issues as possible to move on to 5.0 general availability. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Dan. Okay. Dave Ricchetti left some notes in the notes doc, so I'll read those off. Um, Dave says, uh, learning about CircuitPlay around Bluefruit and planning to write some example code using the Python library uh, with a link to github.com slash Adafruit slash Adafruit CircuitPython CircuitPlayground. Next up is David Gloud. Uh, David says, uh, still wondering what to say and show in 20 minutes in the FOSDEM 20 presentation. Uh, maybe I should record myself for timing. Uh, I would recommend that. Um, yeah, I, I, I either record myself using my webcam or just audio as a way to time. Um, so it's worked well for me. Um, second, uh, David says, uh, figuring that maybe I should do a GitHub with a demo code I could show, which is uh, at a link here. Right now, it's two pi portals doing cheer lights, doing the cheer light demo. Okay, uh, next up is Drew. Yeah, um, was working on um, some PWM issues in Blinka and then discovered that Blinka was not recognizing my big bone green. Um, turns out it's an issue with. Uh, certain generations of those boards. So I'm working on um, adding handling in for that to the um, Adafruit uh, platform detect um, code. So nice. uh, hopefully have a pull request for that soon. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you, Drew. Okay. Dwester is lurking, so we'll go to Foamy Guy. Do you want to try your mic again? Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, we can. Okay, perfect. Um, so then uh, last week, Main thing I was working on is finishing up the the Bluefruit Playground app. 
Um, so I got uh, pretty far on that. I got that turned over to Colin and Antonio and the team, uh, just waiting to see if there's anything else I need to do there before that's ready to publish. Um, and then going into next week, I'm looking to um, you know try to help dive in where I can on the Python side of things, helping out with issues and pull requests. And then I also want to play around with um, trying to make a, a similar sort of playground demonstration app with some of the other boards uh, that don't have Bluetooth using the USB connection instead. Have you thought about doing the opposite for your editor app and doing editing over Bluetooth instead of USB? Uh, I have not actually. That'd be uh, that would be kind of a fun one. I don't know much about um, the Bluetooth. If there's access like to the REPL through Bluetooth somewhere, I would need that. Um, but that's an idea that hadn't crossed my mind that okay. I will give some more thought to because that would be kind of fun. Yeah, let that simmer in your brain because I have the stub for um, in the Bealey land of like making read file reads and writes available. Um, over a service uh, that works even when like no code is running. Um, I want to refine it maybe in like a 5.1 or a 5.2, but um, think it over. Could okay. Really yeah, good. I will um, I will poke my, poke my head around a little bit in that. Sweet. Thank you so much for all of the Android work. Really appreciate it. You bet. Okay. Next up, uh, I think Geek Guy is lurking. I think that's right. So let's go to Hierofact. Okay, hey, so uh, this past week, I didn't have a super productive week because I was upgrading to a new PC and new kind of everything associated with that. So it was a lot of installing and dealing with install issues and that kind of stuff. So um, had a little bit of time away from CircuitPython to get that up and running. But uh, I did solve uh, with the help of Scott uh, we worked on uh, the issue with uh, UF2 bootloaders on the SCM32 series, which was having a issue with um, interrupts. Uh, so we got through that, which was, it should make it a lot more feasible to A, get the meow bit out, um, and uh, B, have UF2 support on the other CircuitPython uh, SCM32 boards. Um, so uh, I'm pretty excited about getting that up and running. Looking forward to doing working on that this week. Uh, generally got better at GDB, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, hoping to kind of uh, keep improving my, the speed at which I can diagnose this kind of issue. So it was really great to see Scott's setup. Um, uh, since that point, I've been working on some display I.O. bugs, which have cropped up again, mostly with the, the meow bit in uh, STM32. Uh, just fixed one this morning. Going to double check and make sure that there aren't other ones still kind of lurking around, but I'm really hoping to get just the meow bit out and done and finished this week so I stop having to do all this junk um, and uh, get back to some of the new features for the STM32. Uh, we've had some interest in rotary I.O. and pulse I.O. Um, and I've still got a pile of uh, boards to add support to, like the Discovery 405, the uh, Esperinos, and all of them need UFT support, so there's lots of stuff to do. Looking forward to getting to that once the meow bit is out. So. That's about it for me. Awesome. Thanks, Higher Effect. All right. Jason's lurking, so we'll go to Jeff. Hi again. Uh, last week, the main thing that I would, got to pull request status was performance updates for Audio Mixer. I've also been investigating around SD performance for MP3 playback because a lot of the time, uh, you've got a very limited amount of time to do 
everything to keep the audio going. And a big part of that is reading from the SD. And so just getting an idea of what that is, can it be decreased or not, or are we stuck with it? Um, there are a couple of right channel only audio bugs that you get only on SAMD51. Um, and those have to do with the way that uh, the two separate channels are kind of treated as separately as possible. I have a branch that's cooking that reworks um, everything about how that goes. And I think it's better, but there are a lot of cases to test. It affects all of the audio outputs, all of the audio sources. So it basically touches everything. And that means now, right when you're talking about the last beta of 5.0 is not the time for that to go in, which makes me sad, but we'll look at it again soon. Um, so anyway, um, this week and today, the UI work on JetPlayer is actually happening. Uh, that is my top priority, um, but I made a lot of progress on it today. So I might get to some of the other ideas uh, on my mind <clears throat> also this week. Um, and so one thing I'm trying to figure out is, you know, Adafruit SD card works pretty good, but maybe the performance is uh, hurt by having to go back into Python. And in particular, you risk a chance of having to do a GC mm -hmm. there while you're trying to get your audio out as soon as possible. Is there a subset of Adafruit SD card that you can move in to see? You avoid the GC pauses and you just kind of generally get back a little more time. Um, and then I think this is one that uh, is done today, was responding to review comments on the audio mixer performance PR. And in ongoing not-so-fun events, I have minor foot surgery on Friday, but that shouldn't keep me uh, away from my comfy chair in front of my <laughs> computer, so I expect to be back Monday. Okay. Hope that goes well. Thank you. And uh, if you do want to get the audio stuff in, feel free. I don't think we're that close to getting release candidates. <laughs> So if you okay. like this week or next week, I think it's still fine. But okay. I, I that well, yeah, Dan will have a better idea because he looked at all the issues. Lamore had asked me to work on the UI, so that is really my top priority. But you know, I I would like it if there was just a little less glitchiness in the audio too for Jeff Player. So yeah. and we... oh, and another thing that's that's coming real soon is I will be doing a learn guide for this thing. So I will have to learn learn guiding, um, mm -hmm. and I'm sure somebody will be fielding questions from me about that, so thanks in advance. <laughs> also, belated hug report to Higher Effect. You did the STM port without using GDB? That's crazy. <laughs> I mean... But, oh, no, no. <laughs> no, I've, I've just been getting... I've just It's been nice to see Scott's setup because he has all sorts of shortcuts and stuff in his GDB setup. So oh, it was okay. nice to see, see those. I, yeah. I did not put together the entire STM32 port without debugging. That would be... Okay. okay. Just getting better at you. GDB. Better, yeah, better, definitely better. a skill that we can all hone. All right, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> all right, thank you. Okay, Jerry. Um, yeah, so I'm still uh, still making progress on this reliable datagram mode for the uh, RFM 9x and 69. Um, you know, it's it's I think it's working pretty well for um, MCU to MCU stuff, um, and it plays nicely with the um, Arduino version, the Radiohead stuff. But where I'm really struggling with is the uh, is on the Raspberry Pi side, and I'm finding some places where I can fix, I can help with the timing. So I'm trying to make some improvements in timing, and um, but really, you know, still trying to figure things out on the Pi side. Under Blinka, there's some really big delays in the way it handles SPI, 
that are driving me nuts. Um, found moving to Raspberry Pi 4 helped a lot, but uh, hmm. that's really not the solution I'm looking for. So um, still working on that and uh, learning lots, but it's taken time. And uh, did some playing with the Teensy 4. Uh, that was really, that was fun. And um, did run into a problem when I tried, I wanted to do a, a, an I, a quick I2C device test, but I couldn't read the library from the flash. So it looks like that's that's in work. And when that's when that, when's it, when that's fixed, I'll, I'll continue. Yeah, I think that's the Dcash stuff I did. You're right. Is it you didn't put that in yet, though? Did you? It's not merged. No. Right. Um, so uh, yeah, no, no rush. Um, I got plenty of things to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping today. I'm hoping today I can get that to the point where. Okay, we I'll watch for it and play with it. Otherwise, it. it was fun. Nice to make make a make an LED blink with it and that stuff. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's getting there. I I just uh, it's it's pretty reliable without the decache, but the, hopefully the so. Good. As an aside, uh, for those of you who don't know, these chips are at minimum 400 megahertz, but they can go up to gigahertz. And the challenge with CPUs that are that fast is that the memory that they actually load code and data from is not that fast. So in order to keep the CPU busy, you basically have to have intermediate caches of memory that are that quick. So when I say decache, it's a, it's a short name for data cache. So all the data that the CPU is modifying can actually be cached closer to the CPU. Um, the problem with that and the reason that we're getting bugs is that if the CPU doesn't say like, oh, by the way, I'm done with that data, it won't reflect that state of the world back to everything else in the chip as well, like USB. Um, so there's there's some issues there with like basically having data in two places and it's not synchronized. It is that also likely to be the reason for the little REPL glitch that's occurring too? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's All right. just okay. Well, it's it's like, great to see it. It's uh, you know, again, always fun to bring something new on board, and uh, those chips are fun. Yeah, yeah. Like I did a little bit of work to make sure to make it actually enumerate. Like it didn't enumerate when I turned the decache on, uh, <laughs> but I think that there's a case that I missed basically where like. USB updates the data, but the like CPU is not seeing the newer version for some reason. So, um, well, it, it sure loads fast too. That 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 DFU bootloader on the uh, DFU util, not DFU util, the um, um, uh, Teensy bootloader is fast. <laughs> it is fast. Yeah, and it's like those chips go up to like a megabyte of RAM as well. So, uh, like the Teensy has a megabyte of RAM. <laughs> So it's it's interesting because you can load you'll be able to store a lot of Python code, but um, if you're touching a lot of like C libraries, you may actually have to hit like load that code off the Flash instead. So it's a, it's yeah. interesting. It's it, we'll have a lot of refinement to go into whatever six becomes, but uh, good. We got to do five first. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Okay, let's go to Katney. All right. So I threw this together quickly uh, right before the meeting, um, and I don't remember everything I did. <laughs> so here's what I remember. Um, I did a number of fritzing objects. Uh, we were apparently behind on doing breakouts. Um, so I did a bunch of those. And also the ITSY NRF 52B40, um, which I also did the product guide for that. Um, I updated the Circuit Playground README 
to the, the Circuit Playground Library README um, to use the new uh, import mechanism um, and also have information on installing the um, installing the necessary libraries because up until now that library has only supported Circuit Playground Express and everything's built into Circuit Python. So to use it, there is no further anything necessary. Um, but now it works with Bluefruit and Bluefruit requires loading all the libraries and um, all the dependencies. So it now has a list of things you need um, there. So if you happen to be getting to it through the README, uh, the information is now available. Um, and I started to add an explanation of how the Circuit Playground Library actually works behind the scenes to the Circuit Python Made Easy on uh, Bluefruit and Express guide. Um, Initially, I wanted to put it in the README, but I had already started a page in the guide um, ages ago when I wrote it in the first place. Um, all the information on it was obsolete at this point, but um, I updated it. And uh, so I started started that. So there will be a page in that guide that explains the behind the scenes of that library um, for those who are interested in understanding how like what the library is actually doing versus just using it and began the PyCon 2020 planning discussion. So this week I will be doing the MLX 90640 uh, thermal camera product guide. So there'll be fritzing for that, PCBs up on GitHub, et cetera, everything that goes with that. I'm gonna be going through the library pull requests again to make sure that everything is, um, that, that can continue to be pushed is, is pushed on and uh, so on and so forth. Um, I need to finish the explanation that I started in the Made Easy Guide. I need uh, Dan's input on that, so I will be reaching out to him for that. Um, I need to do another update to the README on the library to point to the guide on the for the explanation page. Um, and also, there was uh, an issue with a relative path with the images um, that I fixed, so I'm waiting until the guide page is done to push that fix. Um, and then we need, to, or I want to update the library to have the not implemented error in the express module for the features that are only in Bluefruit, um, but it requires increasing the stack size in CircuitPython. And uh, I had done part of that, but um, looking at the original PR to do that, there's, there's more to it. So I didn't um, actually create a PR for it and need to talk to Dan about that as well. And then continued PyCon planning, which I think is just going to be an ever-present thing for the next few months. So expect to hear me repeating myself uh, with that until we actually go. And that is my status update. All right. Thanks, Katni. Okay. Kinger North and KJW are lurking. So let's go to Melissa. Hello. Let's see here. Um... Okay, so last week I worked on the HG16K33 LED backpack driver updates and adding a lot of new features and porting over features from the Featherwing library. I worked on updating the guide for that. Um, and then I did lots of testing for platform detect and blink a pull request. I tested uh, SS, or the, uh, yeah, SSD1306 uh, pull request to make sure the existing displays are still working reviewed several circuitpython.org pull requests, and I spent the weekend setting up my Windows computer to dual boot to Windows 10 and Windows 7 to do more testing. Uh, this week, I'm going to finish up the HT16K33 guide updates. 
uh, focus more on getting, or after that, I'm going to focus more on getting Blinka running better and adding more boards. And um, I'll start on a Pine 64 Blinka. And I'm sure there'll be other things that I'm not expecting that fall in there. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Melissa. All hmm. right. Mr. Certainly and MS Costi are lurking. So I will go read off Summersoft as the last person here. Summersoft says, uh, last week with Rosie Pie, uh, with the preliminary security design choices I made, development needs to move to the Raspberry Pi environment. So I worked on changes to the Ansible configuration for the new system to understand and verify what approaches can be automated. New config is about 80% done and is passing check runs. Also verified my assumptions on repository transfers and org accounts, created a new org and transferred one repository to the new org account. I'd like to continue cleaning the others up, working trees, branches, etc. before transferring them. The new location for all of the repositories is github.com slash This week on RosiePy and PhysiCI, I continue repository transfers and continue setting up the new environment on the Raspberry Pi. Uh, for Adabot, start working on the request to tweak the reports to show merged PRs info. And lastly, test uh, Jeff Epler's audio mixer PR. Sorry I didn't get it over the week- the past weekend. Ansible drug me into its vortex. I feel you there. Um, and with that, that is status updates. Uh, the next section we have and the last section we have of the meeting is in the weeds. Um, if you have a topic for in the weeds that, uh, you know, something that came up in this meeting or something that you've just been thinking about and like to talk about please drop a note in the uh in the note stock that you want to talk about it uh and then we don't have to wait super long so uh we have currently one topic and i'll kick it over to katney for that all right so um we need to be more deliberate about notifying people when there are changes in the meeting we make a lot of assumptions about who's attending and what they know and we do move it based on um based on u.s holidays which that that's the assumption i'm referring to is that we assume that everybody knows when there's a u.s holiday and i think it's an entirely unreasonable assumption um so one thing we need to do is not assume that everyone who is able to attend the following week has been in the meeting the previous week and make it a point to notify people as soon as we make the change um, in some other way via Discord or whatever. Um, And then hopefully do reminders um, a little bit sooner um, just to, to try and be more, I guess, considerate of Right. You know, the fact that not everybody is is attending every meeting and not everybody um, is aware of of when we may or may not move them. So that's just I, something I think we need to discuss and something that we need to. Um, yeah. And J- Jeff makes good points, um, possibly put up a Google calendar where we keep track of things and that there should be more advanced planning, not just one week um, right. when we the really we know more than a week ahead of time it's just we're really bad about remembering Mm -hmm. to say anything until in the weeds the week before right so i think um that's something worth doing is maybe putting together a calendar which i'm willing to do um i was thinking if we could host it on github that would be good okay 
Um, I, I, I was thinking about this in the shower. Like, if we could find a Jekyll plugin that can create ICS files, mm -hmm. and then maybe that thing can also show past things, and then we can link to, like, the video and the notes doc on the same site. Um, I thought that would be kind of cool. So um, I'm trying to live as Google-free as I can, so that's why I'm like, no, let's not do a Google Calendar. Um, okay. But yeah, like there's a standard way of sharing calendars that like Google that will work with Google Calendar and stuff. Um, yeah, so so there should be a way that, and I think we could actually host that in the the Circuit Python Weekly Meeting repo, where all the okay. notes and stuff are as well. Um, and then you know, regardless of what calendar you're using, you can pull in that ICS file. Um. That sounds good. Um, and then I think just pinging CircuitPythonistas, like, went, like we had that moment where we talked about it last week. Like, we should have mm -hmm. just immediately said, oh, by the way, CircuitPythonistas, like, meeting is next week. And pin right. it. And we can pin it as well. Um, I've stopped doing that because we ran out of space for pins, but we should, like like David's saying. I know, we need to go through and delete. I, I think we need we to go through and stuff. remove earlier pins and try to keep the pins given that we're just running out of space with them, I think we should try and keep them more relevant to yeah, current I things. I agree, yeah. Um, and so... Uh, <laughs> Those are one and the same higher effect. Right. CircuitPython 2020 um, thoughts are shower thoughts. Yeah. Okay. Are there any other things people would like to see regarding being better about scheduling. Did you have any other ideas, Kathy? Um, no, I think we covered pretty much everything I was going to suggest. Um, I, I think putting together a calendar and then we should um, basically in the next two or three meetings, uh, or in, depending on how long it takes us to get this calendar up, um, we need to have an in the weeds discussion about the next X number of months, right? Essentially, right? Um, and I think you know, we have, um, we have, uh, you know, US, US holidays are pretty standard, so I, I think we can pretty easily, um, come up with what the meetings are going to look like for the next few months, right? Um, and put it together. Um, the other thing that comes to mind, depending how far you're getting, is uh, the week of PyCon will probably be another exceptional week where uh, we might do something different. But who knows what that thing is right at this second? Yeah, I mean, there are some where we can just we can put in the calendar that it's a question mark, um, mm -hmm. uh, and then. Um, we can put in the calendar that it's a question mark, and then as we get closer to that time, we can change it. The ones that we know are going to be changed, we should plan out ahead of time. And the ones that um, the ones that uh, are are question mark, we'll just we'll we'll say they are a question mark, so at least people can be prepared to have to be flexible. Because um, yeah, like around PyCon, we don't know what that's going to look like. Um, so I, I agree in that case, just let's just 
you know, make a note that it may move, but we don't know um, what it's going to to look like. So I th this is a good set of things. Um, I think uh, I think this is this is an excellent um, this is an excellent set of things, and I think we can we can move forward from here. And if um, any more stuff comes up, um, we can make those changes as we move forward. So I think, but I think we've got a good starting point. Cool. Yeah, and so I I just wanted to say I wanted to apologize to the folks that got confused about that too. Like I didn't I didn't help it either. So and we'll, it's I mean yeah we we will thank you to everyone for your input. Um, I definitely don't know how to do some of the things that we are opting to do here, so I will be pinging people who do for assistance with that. Um, but we'll put something together and um, we'll try and be better about that moving forward. Um, and feel free to remind us um, because this is going to be a pretty major change in our um, operating procedures mm -hmm. uh, and breaking habits is difficult to do. Mm -hmm. So please feel free to remind us, um, Hey, you know, we were going to do this and or please consider this and or you know you haven't planned more than a month out what what's the deal for the next month or whatever um let us know that we aren't keeping up with it if we don't right so thank you keep us accountable yes exactly awesome and thanks for remembering to bring that up i was like i had that moment of like oh we need to talk about this and look down and you had already like put it in the notes so it's perfect yep, no problem all right uh, one other topic. Let's go to Carter for it. Can't hear you, Carter. Do you need to restart? Or I can, I can also kick it off. I think I know what you're talking about. Discord is unhappy. Oh, okay. How about now? There. I yeah, I killed Discord accidentally halfway through the meeting and brought it back up, and I had to do my little USB microphone dance again. Ah. Sorry, sorry about that. No problem. Um, so anyway, yeah, you, I'm, you're probably already guessing it's, um, and I'm, I'm not fully up to speed on this myself, but it's kind of the status quo of NeoPixel and its change to using uh, Pixel Buff. Mm-hmm and where it stands with all of the boards. So I, I did some work this weekend on the like the standalone library that's not in the firmware right? to, to get it working on uh, Blinka stuff. Mm -hmm. And then this morning, someone in Discord, and actually I saw a forum post that I just responded to also were on M0 boards, it's not working. And I think right. the issue there is that it's just flat out not in the firmware. Right. The expectation is that PyPixel buff is the way that you would use it on boards that don't have it in the firmware. Which would be the same uh, Python library. Correct. That you would use on Blinkit. Okay, so two yeah. issues there are I'm not seeing it connected to the bundle, and it also uses regular expression. Okay. Yeah, there could be issues. <laughs> so Okay. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Pixel Buff is this uh, 
base class for all RGB pixel stuff that handles managing the buffer that gets output to pixels, whether it's dot stars or NeoPixels or potentially other like protocols for, for RGB pixels. Um, and the advantage of doing this was that we could then do those things like changing all values for brightness internally in C in CircuitPython, which makes it a ton faster. So uh, Roy Crayola did a bunch of work getting this all kind of factored out and like it shares a bunch more code between all these things that are like trying to pretend to be, you know, like uh, sequences of colors. So there's a huge one there. Um, I was, but then this weekend, basically a lot of people had issues with it and I, I was kind of like trying to figure out like why did it happen this weekend and it happened to be that NeoPixel was released on Thursday um, along with Dylan's sweep uh, of, of libraries and although the API didn't change like the under the hood stuff changed a lot and so um, I talked about this a little bit before but we, like with NeoPixel in particular and potentially some other libraries in the future we just need to be more deliberate about when we push it out so that we can be, uh, we can expect to get these issues coming in and we can be prepared to, to deal with them uh, quickly and and uh, and uh, respond to them so that people know what's going on. So um, yeah, uh, this is a good example and a good heads up that like as more people use CircuitPython, we have to be more careful uh, when we release new things. Um, so, uh, I will, I'll, I'll take a look at a lot of the outstanding stuff and try to kind of figure how it all fits together. But, um, overall, this is a huge win. Like, let's not forget that. Like, um, the speed ups that P pixel buff provides to NeoPixel animations on CircuitPython are like really, really striking. So, um, yeah, in general, let's, let's just not like get ourselves down because, like there are bugs, <laughs> there are always bugs. And uh, don't forget that these are enabling people to do a lot of other stuff as well. So uh, we'll work through this pixel bus stuff this week and and people will be happy and and all that. Okay, so it sounds good. Yeah, I was just wanting to make sure I was understanding kind of the landscape and where right. things were headed. Yeah. So I guess I guess what I'll do is I'll, I'll open a couple of issues in the pixel buff repo. Because you, you're saying it should be in the bundle, right? It should be in the bundle. I'm because that's how that people on M zeros aren't good. People on M zeros and whatnot are gonna have to pull it over. Um, and then, of course, it's gonna have to use whatever Circuit Python has, and not things like regular expression. Okay, I think I will open a few issues then. Yeah, that yeah. seems like the way to go. And and feel free to add me on them uh, explicitly too, because I'll I'll back this up and get it finished up. I did all the reviews for it, so I'll I'll take okay. it on to get it smoothed over. Okay. Um, okay, and I guess in terms of in, in the weeds, that's all I had. So thanks. Awesome, thanks, Carter, and thanks for responding to people on that. So. Um, MPIs are kind of big, but the, the thing with uh, PyPixelBuff is that it basically just moved a lot of the logic that was in NeoPixel.py into PyPixelBuff. So it's actually, you should be kind of net neutral in terms of the amount of code that, that you're both loading into RAM and that is living on the drive itself. Um, it shouldn't be a lot more code. It should just be moved to a different spot. And then the advantage is, is that also 
now for builds that do have it built in um builds that have it built in will both be faster and they'll actually have less impact on ram and flash because neopixel itself is smaller and P pixel buff is handled internally so um like i said it's a it's a net win um it's just there's a lot of people that use neopixel it turns out and uh we need to be aware of that so I'm not always good about it. I'm just like, oh, nobody uses my stuff. I'll just push it. But in reality, people do use it. <laughs> so awesome. Well, thank you, everybody, uh, for joining the meeting. Uh, let me wrap up. Um, this has been the CircuitPython community, community meeting for January 21st, 2020. Um, I didn't say that before, but I'm uh, <laughs> I'm Scott. I work for Adafruit. I go by Tanu online. Uh, everybody's welcome to join this meeting. Uh, it usually happens on Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Adafruit Discord server, which you can join by going to the URL adafru.it slash discord. Uh, that will get you into our Discord server. We're there to chat usually most of the week, so drop by, say hi. Um, if you want to know uh, and be pinged about when this meeting is happening and when it's changing, uh, please join or ask us to ping me or somebody else in CircuitPythonistas or, or moderators to add you to the CircuitPythonistas role on Discord. It'll make your uh, little name badge purple. Um, so we'll add you to that, and then you'll get pinged about things that are changing. And uh, that's super handy. Uh, again, this was recorded. So uh, I have a video and uh, of the CircuitPython text channel along with everybody's voices. It gets posted both to my diode zone and uh, to the Adafruit YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Adafruit. There is also a notes doc that goes along with it. Check the description in the video for that. Um, and you can follow along. Thanks to David Cloud. Uh, all of the uh, entries in the notes doc are now sorted by time. So it's easy. You don't have to like scroll to different parts of the doc while you're following along. So uh, thanks to them for that. And uh, with that, we'll talk to everybody next week.